Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up? What's happening? Craig Hoffman with you for Overtime. Fresh off vacation. Ooh, we're fed. We took some time off. I say we're fed because I went to New Orleans and I just ate for four straight dates. That's what you do in New Orleans. Uh, shout out to my guy, giant Washington football fan, Christian Pendleton, for stuffing my face with every food that he had in his restaurant. Uh, so excited to be back, though. It's some of the most fun two weeks of the, the sports calendar that lead up to the Super Bowl. You get all the coaching moves. You get a lot of player movement. You get all kinds of stuff going on. And we have a bonus here in D.C. that we're going to talk about Michael Phillips at 7.30. We'll talk about uh, a bunch of other stuff with a bunch of other great guests as well. But uh, we have the bonus that this week is name week. It is the time that the Washington football team era comes to a close. And in all likelihood, we learn that it is the Washington Commanders. And it seemed like earlier today, Joe Theismann may have spilled that it is definitely the Washington Commanders. He did that this morning on CBS Sports Radio, on the DA show. And to help us clean up the mess that he made, it is my pleasure to bring in on the BetQL guest line, Damon Mendelara, host of the DA show. DA, what have you done? <laughs> I, what the most hysterical part about this is I had asked Joe Seisman, <laughs> I had asked Joe Seisman about Joe Burrow's leadership, <laughs> and I asked him about... Matthew Stafford and asked him about the Chiefs meltdown. And at the very end of the interview, I was like, so exciting week, Washington getting a new team name. And he just starts going into an answer that I thought was going to be completely generic. Yeah, we're all excited. Fresh start. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's going to love the new name of the Commanders. And it's something we can really get behind. And I'm like, wait a second. Did he just uh, leak the new team name? And then sure enough, it went absolutely crazy on the internet today. <laughs> now, Washington fans can't stand Joe Theismann. So it was supposed to be a total softball question, and he walked himself into a bear trap. Now, when he said it, and for those that may have missed it, uh, you were you were at this crazy thing called work today where you don't get to peruse Twitter all day and see what mess uh, people have made of, of various things on the internet. Joe Theismann said, Commanders, a name we can all get behind, like like DA just said. So when he says that in the moment, are you like, 
wait, is that what he thinks he, the name is? Or did you think he, like, he knows and he just spilled. And now, now that, you know, he's in, in the follow-up and like, oh no, that's just what I thought. I, I don't know. Did, uh, did, did you think at the moment that he spilled the beans? <laughs> well, at first it seemed like he didn't know what the team name was because he had just talked about, well, no matter what happened, the fans aren't going to be happy because, it's not the old team name, and uh, at least it's the new. At least it's the same colors. All the stuff that we kind of knew. And he said, "I'm going to be there coming up on Wednesday. I'm going to be at FedEx for the unveiling." And again, no, nothing seemed out of the realm of the ordinary. And then suddenly, he just said, "You know, I, I think the Commanders is a name that we can all get behind." Um, you know, it just kind of talked about it very matter of factly, like. Yeah, it's the commanders, and and I almost wondered after I heard it. As I mean, listening to this, I'm like, whoa, wait a second. I think Theismann's confirming this. My only idea was that maybe because it seemed like it leaked two days ago, that he had seen it on the internet, you know, and then and kind of gone with it. Like, I guess this is now out, and I guess this is now just confirmation. Um, but then today, when he was reached by the Washington Post and said, I don't know. I don't really know, or something like that. I'm like, eh, it's not the way it sounded on on the on the show. So I I think that probably the people that are invited to it found out over the weekend, invited to the unveiling, and then um, you know he kind of went with it as though it was fact, and then realized later, oh wait a second, maybe it's not fact. Maybe it's not out there as fact. But I I think this is as pretty close to confirmation as you're going to get. Oh, Joe. Oh, Joe. Now, outside of the fact that you were the one doing the interview, if I were to think of someone in my life to talk about this with, you would be atop the list. Nary do I have many friends who love things like uniforms and logos as much as you do. So what do you think the name should be, given the eliminations that have already happened for legal reasons? Well, I mean, the whole Red Wolves thing was interesting because I thought it was a cool name, but that was the one that was so overwhelmingly popular that they had to make sure that uh, that everybody knew that they couldn't use it. I thought that was weird to kind of like admit in the video, we can't use the name that all you guys love. It's a, you know, don't, you don't have to focus on what you can't use and why people might be disappointed. You know, I think Commanders is fine. I thought Admirals was fine. I thought none of them were really all that inspired. I understand the idea that you want to be really safe about this because you just went through this, you know, kind of uh, you know tumultuous, couple of decades really so you want to make sure what you pick is never going to be challenged again i just thought that all of the suggestions maybe outside of the hogs were were kind of uninspired all of them seem pretty generic do do i think it really matters if you're using admirals or commanders or brigade or generals not really uh you know none of them to me really stood out all that much uh, what do you think is the most important part of the brand? Logo, name, uniforms, other? Uh, great question. I think it's definitely not the team name. I think we have names in the NFL that uh, are not that cool, but because of their legacy and their lineage, they become something larger than life, like the Browns, like the Packers. Uh, I've always thought that the Titans could have a really cool uh, logo, but the name is not stupid. The logo is stupid. It's a flaming thumbtack, and they have no identity with their <laughs> uniform. And it just is so cheesy, you know? And so it's like if, if the commanders have a really cool logo and, a, and cool uniforms, I, I think it's fine. You know, it's really not about the team name necessarily. 
kind of like the Panthers. The Panthers have a cool name, but are the I don't think that the logo or the jerseys are really all that cool. So I actually think that the style of the logo and the, the uniforms is far more important than what the literal name is. I tend to agree with you. I think if they come out and the uniforms are fire and the, the logo is pretty cool, then people will get behind. Like, is Rams cool? No, they just have sweet uniforms. So just about anything can work. As for teams that are actually good at football, um, the Chiefs yesterday, they're good. Their second half was real bad. Do you do you think that's more about what Cincy did? And what does that say for you in terms of the chances you give them in the Super Bowl? Or was that more about Kansas City imploding in some way that we just really haven't seen from them? Well, I think that that Kansas City situation is so interesting because you have the first four drives of the game were touchdown, 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 and then they got all the way to the one-yard line and obviously ran at a time. So that defense that the Bengals played in the first half feels like it's completely vulnerable for the Rams to be able to pick apart with their wide receivers, staff for the run game, et cetera. In the second half, the Bengals' adjustments were otherworldly. I mean, have you ever seen a tale of a game where the two halves were so diametrically opposed? They went from touchdown, touchdown, touchdown to the one-yard line of the first half to punt, punt, interception, punt, and then the game-ending regulation field goal. So I'm not sure what the real Bengals' defense was there. I have a tendency to believe that the Bengals have kind of figured it out as they meandered their way through these games against the Raiders, who were okay, against the Titans, who were just playing bad, and against the Chiefs, who kind of melted down the second half. I think that the real question that you're pointing out is the biggest one for the Super Bowl. Is the Bengals' defense one that could be ripped apart like it was in the first half, or did they figure something out in the second half where they can use that and adjust really well on the fly? Because, you know, that could have been 28-10 at the half really easily, and I'm not sure then the Bengals can come back from that. And it was 21-3 at one point in time. And second and 12, if they can tackle Piran, it's probably a field goal before the end of the half. That's 21-6, 24-6, 28-6 instead of what it was, 21-10. So credit the Bengals. I mean, that second half is incredible. But that first half put them in a huge, huge hole. Yeah, I think they. What's going to be interesting next year too, and we saw this a couple years ago, like when uh, who was it? It was Fangio with the Bears had like a good game against the Rams, and then Belichick all of a sudden takes that strategy, does in the Super Bowl, shuts that incredible thirty-plus point per game Rams offense down, and then the next year they really struggled. Obviously, in the long term, they figured it out. They're the team the Bengals are playing, but I, I think it's also interesting when you think of the future of the Chiefs of like is dropping eight or you know at least seven and just having a bunch of guys in coverage and letting Mahomes sit back there and run around a little bit, but making sure that you're covered the strategy versus playing more traditional coverages, trying to, or even just trying to mix it up. Like, is there actually a, Hey, let's just do this one thing until the chiefs figure it out. Because that seemed to be what really struggled. They struggled with yesterday is like, sure. Mahomes had forever, but forever doesn't matter if you got nowhere to throw. Yep. And Mahomes admitted when he went to Tyreek at the end of the first half, he had gotten greedy. And I think that Andy Reid was covering up for some of those decisions of the postgame where he said, you know, I've got to give him better options. I think that Mahomes, and this was something I do a, a hit on Kansas City Radio every single week on the flagship home of the Chiefs. One thing that Chiefs fans knew, especially early in the season, was that Mahomes was getting a lot, really impatient. And that's why the, the struggles had begun early. And the Chiefs offense really only settled down when they really started taking the easy stuff underneath, running the football more effectively, et cetera. 
once Mahomes wants to go home run all the time, if, as you said, you drop enough coverages back and you confuse him a little bit, you can force him into some problems and you can force him into some mistakes. And he's so amazing that you have to give him some leash and some freedom to do what he did. I mean, the pirouette twice to throw to Kelsey in the corner of the end zone, which is a thing of ridiculous beauty yesterday. So you've got to give him some of that, some of that freedom. But at the same time, some of that freedom can really come back to bite him. And in the second half, it did. When he freewheeled and freelanced and ran around and there was nothing there, he created real problems for himself. And look, he almost took them out of their own field goal range to tie that thing up at the end of regulation because of what he did. Yeah, definitely. And by the way, if they're going to drop eight all the time uh, and you have a 21 and point and shrinking lead running the football probably is a good idea. But who am I? I'm just a guy who talks on the radio. Uh, real quick before you go, Damon Mendelara, host of the DA show weekday mornings on CBS Sports Radio is with us here on Overtime on the Fan uh, with with Sean back in the, the Super Bowl for the second time in five years, obviously beat Kyle Shanahan to get there facing one of his former protégés in Zach Taylor. Um, it seems like Brandon Staley had a really great year in L.A. You have all these young coaches around the league that that seem to be terrific, and, and it seems like a lot of them have young quarterbacks too and, and a lot of talent in the future. But if you could pick one coach to have for the next decade in the NFL? Who's the guy that you'd, you'd hit your wagon to? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, obviously... I'm just helping McVay you plan your show tomorrow. Tell, tell Mraz he's got the day off. <laughs> McVay's obviously really high up there because this is his second Super Bowl appearance and he's still only 35 years old, which is just mind-boggling that <laughs> you could be to two Super Bowls and be in your mid-30s. I really like Matt LaFleur. I really do. Uh, and I know that they flamed out the last couple of years. You know what's going to sound crazy? I really like Kevin Stefanski. And this past mm-hmm. year in Cleveland, it was obviously a disaster. So he's really low on a lot of people's lists. But I think he's actually really, really smart. And I think he's going to figure that thing out. I'm not sure the Baker thing was necessarily his fault this year, at least not entirely. So you can't go wrong with any of those three guys right now because they're all young. They're all bright. They're all forward thinking. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot less inclined to go with the Brandon Staley, the Cliff Kingsbury since they're hot and young and, you know, have a good future, but we've already seen some real problems even before they got to the playoffs, at least when we're talking about Shanahan in the Super Bowl or yesterday, limited with Jimmy Garoppolo. You're talking about Matt LaFleur in a, you know, brutal conditions on a Saturday uh, at Lambeau. And Sean McVay in a Super Bowl really didn't perform well with his team a couple of years ago. But, you know, those three guys, I think, stand atop these young guys. And if McVay wins next Sunday, I don't think there's really a question that he's the top of the heat. Yeah, I think Sean would be the top of mind. I really like Staley, though. I, I also, by the way, agree with you on Stefanski. Like, the Baker-Odell-Stefanski disaster is... There's a lot of blame to go around, and everyone wants to just say, ah, it's all Baker's fault, or it's all the Browns' fault, because now Odell's standing in the Super Bowl. But I, I think that lets Odell a little bit off the hook. And by the way, I don't dislike Odell. Like I, I get why he was upset. Yeah, I think that both things can be true. I think Baker Mayfield's limitations forced, along with the offensive line's injuries, forced the Browns and Kevin Stefanski to run a lot of stuff that just simply couldn't highlight Odell Beckham. I think Baker Mayfield's limitations, also probably not all his fault because of the injuries, limited Odell's touches. Odell is frustrated. I think probably Baker's frustrated. And certainly the offense wasn't what it needed to be. 
So there's probably a little bit of blame to go around, but I, I just don't think most of it is Stefanski. I think he realized he was fighting with one hand tied behind his back because of the offensive line and Baker's injuries and Baker's limitations and kind of had to figure it out by putting together some, some really conservative game plans and, and pass packages. And that's what you got, just an uninspired, uh, you know, Brown season. No doubt. Uh, who are you going to get in trouble tomorrow? I don't know. Is Dexter Manley available? Uh, maybe Rick. I don't think I'd want to get Dexter Manley in trouble. <laughs> I, I, he's he's a, a large man. Yeah, I I don't think I could do that with Art Monk. He's such a gentleman. There's somebody. There's, there's somebody that'll walk themselves into a, a trap, and I don't even try. So you I'll you gave you us problems today. Go pick on another city. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll see what I can dig up on uh, the next team name change somewhere else. <laughs> 6 to 10 a.m. on CBS Sports Radio. Of course, you can listen each and every day on the Odyssey app uh, anywhere you are in the whole wide world, I think, at least in the U.S. I don't know how that app works internationally. I should. We're going to pretend it's the whole wide world. Damon Mendelara, everybody. Uh, DA, always good to talk, my friend. You too, buddy. See you later. Damon Mendelara on the BetQL guest line. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. When we get back, we'll set up the rest of the show. Got more great guests coming. Lots to talk about here on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Greg Hoffman with you on Overtime on the Fan. Big ups to my guy, Damon Amendolara, for joining us to talk about the uh, the storm he caused today on accident by asking Joe Theismann a question. Uh, I For what it's worth, I actually, I've, I've read a transcript. I didn't get a chance to catch the audio, but I certainly could read that as like, oh, Commanders is something we could all get behind, as in like a, hey, let's rally the troops and be encouraging. Not like a, Commanders is something we could all get behind, like he definitely knows. I also wonder how many people know at this point. That is something like, I would love to ask Jason Wright, how many people definitively know? Because there's there's clearly some people, right? The people putting on the events, making the logos and the jerseys and the helmets and all that kind of stuff, They've got to know unless they do and they they do this with certain like award shows and various different things um, where there's there's some kind of announcement 
where you prepare everything. Like for all we know, there is an order of, let's say it's the, the name ultimately is commanders. There's a name of admirable admirals or admirables, the Washington admirables. You should admire them. The Washington admiral, like paraphernalia that never sees the light of day. It goes to, to, uh, people in need like the Buffalo Bills Super Bowl champion jerseys of the 1990s. And if that's the case, then so be it. But I, I genuinely wonder if the people who are going on Wednesday, like a Joe Theismann, know. Or is it just like, if your last name is Snyder, Jason, maybe Ron, maybe two or three players. And of course, the more people that know, the more people they could tell. If Ron knows, then Ron's wife probably knows. And if Ron's wife knows, then maybe someone, you know, a friend of Ron's wife knows. Maybe their daughter knows. You know, like, the more people who know, the, the bigger risk of a leak, even if you trust all the people in the inner circle. Um, so I'm I'm curious. Uh, and just even if, you know, whether Joe knew or not, uh, it does seem to be that, that Commanders is uh, going to be the... Uh, Going to be the the name that we'll find out on Wednesday, but we'll find out officially. 9 a.m., uh, you'll hear the ro- rollout right here on 106.7 The Fan Live. Uh, all right, still to come on the show. Uh, we'll talk about this and much more Washington football with Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch at 7.30. And then at 8 o'clock, uh, and actually in the 8 o'clock hour, 8 o'clock hour is homecoming hour. Uh, it'll be great to welcome on Kelsey Conway, uh, who now writes for the Philadelphia, or sorry, the Cincinnati Inquirer about the Bengals, but she's a DMV native, and so is Jonathan Tannenwald, who writes about soccer for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Bunch of various soccer stories going on, including the U.S. men's national team getting thumped yesterday by Canada in a World Cup qualifier. Uh, so that is still to come in the eight o'clock hour. Both those guests will talk a little quarterback, talk some coaches, uh, and of course, talk the team name. That's where we go next, as well as talking about championship weekend. Craig Hoffman with you on overtime here on the fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.